1: Welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler. Hang your cloak on a peg, grab a stool, and come gather round the fire. There are stories to be told, and you are among friends. Carlos Kajina is our technical producer, and Ryan White is the live stream producer. Please check out my YouTube and Rumble channels, Strange Planet. All right, well, talking about planets... We are about to uh, delve into some uh, wonderful mysteries, secrets, and cover-ups on this planet and beyond, including the moon, Mars, and even our very own sun. These are all images captured on satellite that don't really fit with the official narrative. The new book from Mary Joyce is called Spy in the Sky, Secrets and Cover-Ups on Earth and Beyond. Just got my my copy from Mary in the mail recently and it's just filled with some incredible images and we're going to discuss some of these uh, satellite uh, images and put them up uh, on the uh, the live stream as well as we're discussing them and uh, Mary's a good friend of the program she's worked for uh, two major metropolitan newspapers the Orlando Sentinel in Florida as an artist and a columnist and the Oakland Press in Michigan as a, a Sunday Magazine editor and then a feature editor on the side, she's written magazine articles and books, and since 2008, she's been the main researcher and editor for a fabulous website called skyshipsovercashiers.com, skyshipsovercashiers.com, and the website features a wide variety of cutting-edge topics, from UFOs to secret underground bases, from Bigfoot to Cherokee little people. She is the author of the aforementioned Spy in the Sky, also underground military bases hidden In North Carolina mountains, Cherokee little people were real, tangible evidence of Jesus left behind for us, and Bigfoot beyond the footprints. Mary, welcome back to the program. How are you?
2: Fine. It's always good to see you, and I enjoy talking to you.
1: Likewise. Well, congratulations on Spy in the Sky. And uh, we have talked in the past many times, actually, about um, how you use, for example, uh, Google Earth and others to spot artifacts that appear to be to have some intelligence behind them, not natural um, formations, but uh, artificial type artifacts found uh, on the ocean floor uh, or on other planets. But now you've you've collected them and put them all in in one book, and it's again called "Spy in the Sky: Secrets and Cover-ups on Earth and Beyond." Let's begin by explaining. I mentioned Google Earth, but what other? Where where else are you getting your images?
2: Um, it, many different ways. Mostly with Google uh, Earth, and I really want to emphasize that anybody in your audience can use this as a tool. Now, it takes a lot of patience because I've cruised Mars, I've cruised Antarctica, I've cruised the ocean, I've cruised um, many places you don't find things right away. This has been over years that I have found these things and I haven't found these anywhere else um, on the internet. So I'm dealing with some really fresh images that will be new to most people. Uh, The most different source that I have um, comes from a man who was from the Netherlands and he contacted me back in 2013 and he was taking uh, a NASA Soho satellite Images. A Soho satellite monitors the sun every fifteen minutes. It takes a picture, constantly monitors it. He would take those NASA photos, which any of us can find on the internet, and then he would blow them up and clean up the debris and the interference. And it's astounding what he would find. Something that might look like a uh, a comet streaking across uh, the sky near the sun proved to be something that looked like a giant. Um, extension rod with an intricate metal parts to it. And these things are not like the saucers that we see in photograph near uh, the earth. Uh, we have two of them that he found um, that um, we call them hotels. And one is the uh, Phoenix Hotel because it looks a little bit like a phoenix with wings. Another one was, um, we called it the Isis Hotel. Again, a similar kind of structure, but you zoom in and you see structure, you see metal, you see intricacies uh, like I've never seen with any UFOs before. Those are wonderful. Uh, there's a bit of a mystery with him because uh, we were in touch from 2013 to 2015. And then it's like he dropped off the earth. Uh, his his uh, YouTube channel ceased to be updated. Um, I couldn't reach him no matter what. And I don't know if he just got tired of doing it uh, which doesn't sound likely, uh, if he got sick, if he died, or if he was pressured to quit doing this, because NASA um, on, on some of their sites will deny that any of these things could possibly be real.
1: Uh, this is uh, Mart Padmos, uh, That's right. that you're referring right. to.
2: And um... he wanted the world to see these. So whatever has happened to him, I feel like I'm carrying on his mission by including those photos in the book. And they're remarkable, all of them, absolutely all of them are bigger than Jupiter. some are have a bigger diameter than the sun itself.
1: right, you mentioned uh, and we'll we'll put these uh, I'll have my live stream producer insert these up on the screen. We won't see them now as we're talking, Mary, but uh, they will be up there for people to see when this goes to air. so um, you mentioned this uh, image or this this artifact that appeared between the this the NASA's SOHO uh what does that stand for SOHO do we what is the? Oh uh,
2: goodness I don't know if I can remember now. um it's one of those acronyms and I'm really bad at those Okay I've got it here it is, right. I've got it, it here It's a um, satellite that's always monitoring the sun
1: Right and um yeah I'm just seeing if I can get
2: It's through. like solar heliotropic um, Satellite. I don't. I really don't. There it to. is.
1: Solar and heliospheric observatory.
2: My solar. books are smarter than I am.
1: No, no, that's all right. This, these are solar and heliospheric observatory. So um, you mentioned this image that appeared between SOHO and the sun, and it's immense uh, because you know. Keep in mind that the sun is. Um.
2: In round figures, it's like 860,000 miles across or in diameter. Right. And when you have things near the sun that are bigger than that, we're talking humongous, absolutely humongous.
1: Right. And so, this image that appeared, or this artifact that appeared, uh, it looks like a, like a thunderbird or a phoenix. I, when right. I saw the image that you sent me, to me, it, I, I thought of a thunderbird, these mythical huge winged creatures, but a phoenix is another example. Uh, so, Ryan will put that up there. So, this was captured by SoHo?
2: Uh-huh. A and NASA, then... camera, NASA camera caught all these. The problem is there's a lot of debris and interference, and this man had the technical expertise and computer expertise to clean up that interference and to clean up the debris so you could see the detail.
1: Right. It's up on the uh, on the screen now. And then... Uh, in the book you've zoomed you 've zoomed in or or matt uh, Mark Padmo zoomed in, and then he sent you the photo and and, and as you say, you can see the um, this is clearly you know um, it's not organic i mean there are there are right angles uh, uh on this and and it it appears to be you know metallic in some way um, i've
2: tried to find words to describe it, and i don 't know why this image comes to mind. But if you ever look at a silver saxophone, you see all those buttons and you see the shiny metal and uh, intricate keys. There's that kind of intricacy in some of the images.
1: Right. So can anyone access the uh, NASA Soho?
2: Yes. uh, Yes.
1: Just on your computer? Uh-huh. Wow. Wow. And it updates. It takes a photograph of this. Taking a
2: photo every 15 minutes. I will check in on it every once in a while. And every once in a while, I'll get lucky and I'll see one of these things. Um, Sometimes, you know, people will dismiss them. It'll just look like a distant shooting star going across in front of the camera. Uh, But when you zoom in on those, they're not shooting stars. They're not comets. They're um, something that's been made by intelligent beings. So
1: yeah if this was um a satellite or something that was that was orbiting the sun i mean it it should show up in regular intervals i mean that would be a huge task you know because for something to to orbit the sun depending on how long it took i don't know but um um it would be interesting to see if this this uh flying what did you call it? The uh, the Flying Phoenix Hotel, whether that showed up again. So do you also monitor the Soho Observer?
2: Not with regularity, but I will take time every once in a while. And what you can do once you get into that site, you can skim through all the ones that have been taken for the last 24 hours. And so you just skim down. And if something jumps out, uh, then I slow down and take a good look at it. You can look for days and never find anything. And then you can find a bunch of fantastic things.
1: And it's, it's curious that NASA wouldn't take these down. And-
2: um, sometimes they do. Yeah. But see, it's a live feed. And if you're right there watching live feed, you have a good chance of catching it. Every uh, mm-hmm. computer keyboard has a key that you can press uh, that will capture whatever image is, uh, is on your screen. And I encourage people to learn where it is on their keyboard if they don't already know, because some of these things you may never see again.
1: Right. So um getting back to Google Earth, uh because you, you only use that you can only use that on the Earth or can you use Google Earth and turn does it turn around and also take
2: Up at a look the top? At the moon, of the, or? Up at the top of the page you'll see I think it's an image of Mars and you have a choice of Mars, the Moon, or Earth that you that Google uh, Pro will take you to.
1: Right. So you
2: click the one you want.
1: Okay. So um with, the, um, with Google Earth and when you're looking at the Earth, you're primarily looking at the, uh, the oceans on the ocean floor?
2: Uh, no, no. Uh, Antarctica has been a major uh, focus that's included in the book. Uh, beneath the ocean is another focus. So those are just things that I haven't seen anywhere else before that I have been trying to uh, get out and show people how, you know, what's out there to really see
1: so do you have any um any tips hacks as we call them now i guess in, in order to help people if they want to they want to participate and do what you're doing because you know the more eyes eyeballs the better obviously um how do you how do you approach this uh i mean you must do it systematically in order in other words you have to have a game plan otherwise you're just
2: you well can spend hours it depends. i'll home. give you I'll give you the game plan like on mars um on Mars the latest thing I've been doing is I found out where water is most likely on the planet. There is another acronym. It's SWIM, S-W-I-M. Don't ask me what the letters stand for, but they're looking for water and ice just beneath the surface of Mars. Water is essential for life. So I figured that would be a really potent area to begin doing searching. So sometimes I'll start out with a plan like that. Sometimes I'll just zero in on someplace and just start cruising. And sometimes I get lucky. Um, you don't instantly find these things unless you're really lucky. Um, and there's sometimes a great deal of time between some of the things I have in the book. For example, I think it was in 2011, I was cruising the northern hemisphere of Mars and found what looks to be like a habitat or a self-contained living uh, space that where a human being or human beings could live. It was five years later, when I was doing a similar cruise in the southern hemisphere, that I found another one. Um, The first one was 700 feet in length. And even though the image is kind of blurry, you can tell it is not something that is part of a natural topography of a planet. I don't care which planet you pick. And then the one that was found in the southern hemisphere five years later is 7,000 feet in length. I assume the smaller one was built first.
1: Uh, I'm just looking through the uh, the series of images you sent me. There's one um, on page one of the f- images that you sent me. There's the uh, photo You're of. You're the
2: only one that has a copy of that, so I can't even have a reference.
1: Okay, but it's it's. Um, well, it looks to be like it's on the red planet. That it's very red and sandy, and then there's. A, it looks like a garage door, an open garage oh, door.
2: Oh, oh! Now that was a, that was an interesting experiment. Normally, when I cruise a planet or um, I go from east to west or west to east, um, this time I tipped the the planet and started doing the same search going from north to south. If I hadn't done that, I would never have discovered. 27 entrances all in a line going into the interior of Mars. And they're all set very, very similar in structure. They're all in a line spread out over 16 miles. And they range in width um, from 400, round figures, from 400 feet to 1,000 feet. um, Across. uh, The horizon, yes, across. And they look like um, uh, warehouse entrances or... You know, I, I don't know how else to describe them. Yeah, and that—that's big. You know, a thousand feet across. Anything we can fathom can fly into that. Anything we have that's man-made on this planet can fly into one of the smaller entrances, which is 400 feet.
1: And there are 27 of them, from the south pole of Mars to the north pole. All it's going
2: through- north, and I'm not saying it's spread out that whole way, but it is on a north-south axis. It spread out over 16 miles, and there's 27 of these entrances. Wow. That blew my mind. And that uh, is a way of confirming what uh, Hyman Nasheed said uh, back in December of 2020. Now, he was uh, the head of Israeli space security for nearly 30 years. Uh, Wonderful credentials. He'd won many awards, uh, uh, just incredible credentials. And in the Jerusalem Post in 2020, in December, he went public about a number of things. And I hope, well, let's see, maybe I can find that page, because there's some quotes that are there that should be shared with your audience.
1: Page eight. It's page eight. Professor oh, I'm Hashed, again, head of Israel's security space program from 1981 to 2010, also a three-time recipient of the Israeli Security Award. So this guy has credentials to say right.
2: that. And keep that page open since so you can access that quicker than I can. Um, I've highlighted two sentences there. Read that to your audience. This is, this is a, uh, It's entirely a quote uh, from him, um, but those that are highlighted are uh, important.
1: All right. This is his statement. Professor Haim Eshed's statement, as published in the Jerusalem Post article, And that was from December 8th, 2020. Quote, the UFOs have asked not to publish that they are here. Humanity is not ready yet. Trump was on the verge of revealing, but the aliens in the Galactic Federation are saying, wait, let people calm down first. They don't want to start mass hysteria. They want to first make us sane and understanding. And then he goes on to say, they have been waiting for humanity to evolve and reach a stage where we will generally understand what space and spaceships are. There is an agreement between the U.S. government and the aliens. They signed a contract with us to do experiments here. They, too, are researching and trying to understand the whole fabric of the universe, and they want us as helpers. And uh, he also writes, or, or says in this interview in the uh, Jerusalem Post, there's an underground base in the depths of Mars. Where their representatives are, and also our American astronauts
2: and then I find those uh, entrances all in a line i go isn 't that interesting between that between that and those two habitats, um, that clearly shows to me that we, are, we have human beings on the planet right now, and why they maintain this other space program with outdated rocketry. Um, it's it's almost like they're using that to distract the public from what's really going on.
1: Dog and pony and show. that
2: sounds like an expensive dis- distraction, but clearly that must be what they're doing because there's no way that they're blasting rockets to Mars to get this kind of uh, operation going.
1: No, not using old fashioned rocket fuel. No. Um, and think about that. If If that is in fact the case that they have this dog and pony show, like window dressing to distract us, uh, meanwhile, there is this secret space program, and they're using who knows what anti-gravitics, uh, what technology it would you know to to get a base to Mars and establish a colony there. Um, I mean, th- people are dying to this day in you know uh, in horrible accidents. We had the shuttle, the shuttle uh, disasters. Uh, all of that is unnecessary. So. Um, they have a lot to answer for. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Uh, when when this is all uh, said and done. All right. Spy in the sky secrets and cover ups on Earth and beyond. Mary Joyce stays with us. We'll take a quick time out, come back and uh, delve further into some of these remarkable Google Earth images, all curated nicely in the uh, the brand new book.
0: Stay with us back with more in a moment. This is Richard Sarratt's Strange Planet. Follow Richard on Twitter at Richard Sarratt. For show information, visit the website strangeplanet.ca.
3: In times of economic uncertainty and chaos, your money means nothing. You may not even be able to get it from your bank or ATM. And the money you do have in the stock market will go down and down. Gold and Silver.
4: Call now for your free gold guide. 800-461-9694. 800-461-9694. 800-461-9694. That's 800-461-9694. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-817-2974. 800-817-2974. 800-817-2974. That's 800-817-2974.
0: It's time to redefine reality. This is Richard Serrett's Strange Planet.
1: Welcome back. Mary Joyce is with us, and uh, she's a journalist, author, and uh, the founder, creator of skyship Skyships, sorry, Skyships over com, and her brand new book, Spy in the Sky. And uh, these are... Many of them, uh, Google Earth images, and on Google Earth, you can take uh, images or you can find images not only on Earth but also on uh, the moon and on Mars and just another quick um, a quick tip uh, you've pointed this out previously when you're looking for something, when you find something, something remarkable, take a note of you you want to pin it and take a note of the the uh the coordinates, right
2: That's correct, right.
1: Because,
2: (laughs) and again, that uh, a lot of people don't know that they can uh, print the screen, whatever's on your computer screen, there's a button to hit that and that will save whatever you're seeing. And that's so important because so many of these things that I have found, uh, as soon as I post them on the website, they disappear or they get blurred or they get um, totally distorted. So um, if you find something important, please hold on to it.
1: How How long do you have to look? Let's say, let's say you're looking in the Antarctic. How long do you have to look typically before you get a hit?:
2: Okay, once you get uh, your first hit, then it becomes a little bit easier. I want to give full credit to a young uh, to a woman. Her name is Mary Hall, and she had a stroke at a very young age. She's probably about fifty now, and for a while she was bedridden, and she amused herself by using Google Earth and exploring things. About a year ago, oh well, yeah, in May of 2021, she started exploring Antarctica. She spent four months looking for something that might be interesting, and one day she found this. It's it looks like a black crack in the ice, and she went delving. That you can go down, you can delve real deep with with Google Earth, and she found the remains of an ancient city. Well, once I found that out, then I began to. Uh, explore myself and I realized how she had found that. So, after four months of hard work from her, I was kind of given a jump start on how to find these images myself. Between the two of us, we ended up find, finding the ruins of five different ancient cities beneath the ice in Antarctica. The ice in Antarctica is melting really, really fast. So, all sorts of stuff is being discovered. Now, here is something that I think is really important to emphasize. Most scientists agree that Antarctica has been covered with ice for 34 million years. So what's um, being uncovered now is the oldest thing we have ever heard of. Uh, People think the uh, Great Pyramid's old. It's less than 5,000 years old. Compare 5,000 years to 34 million. I mean, the mind can't even comprehend it. So these are truly extraordinary things to discover.
1: And uh, again, speaking to my live stream producer, Ryan, um, if you go to page two that I sent you, and it's the second image, and that is one of the ancient cities that appears to be emerging from Antarctica's ice. If you could put that up on the screen. And um, you write here, Mary, an ancient metropolis discovered emerging from Antarctic, melting ice back on September 18th, 2021, by Mary Hall, who found it using Google Earth. A portion of that city shown above uh, and then you've increased the photo contrast to so the city walls are instantly recognizable and again when you look at this image and you you um you zoom in, you can see these are these are not these they can't be natural formations there are right angles uh right angles there's an intelligence behind uh whatever created this
2: now I only sent you the one image, which is a good one and and you're putting you either have it up or going to put it up but On some of them, the cities spread out like cities do now today on Earth. There's one that looks like it's stretched out along a river. It's got that kind of an organic flow to it. So um, the cities then, like the cities now, uh, will evolve somewhat organically.
1: And um, have you gone back to check to see whether these are still visible on Google Earth or have they been blurred or erased somehow?
2: In the book, I show... I don't know what the state of them is right now uh, I haven't checked them in the last two or three weeks, but I have some in there where you can see where they have deliberately blurred them. And I will have the shot that I took a screenshot of, and I will have what they did often within a day of me posting it.
1: All right. Um, I want to go back to the, uh, another image that you sent me that I want to put up on the screen here. And, um, there's a, 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 a sort of a wide shot of this, and it looks – it's very yellow, um, and then you zoom in, and it looks like some sort of a circular or a round disk, and uh, almost like it's it's been – it was trying to – or it landed, and it slid along the surface and then came to rest. Do you know which one I'm referring yes,
2: to? Yes, I do. And uh, I, another thing you can do with Google Earth Pro is you can measure things which, you know, in feet or yards or kilometers or or, or whatever. And the it's a circular-shaped UFO that's about 400 feet in diameter. And you can see the skid mark. And I've measured the skid mark, and it's over 4,400 feet in length. And then you can see where this thing has, like, crashed into the soil of um, the planet.
1: I'm sorry, did you say Mars? This is rest on yeah, like Mars. Yeah, that's
2: Mars. Wow.
1: And um, what is that yellow band? Um,
2: that It yellow- almost looks like that was, and I can only guess on this, it looks like that image was caught when this was crashing in because it looks like it was heat generated um, street marks. Uh, right. That's what it looks like to me. And it also has a white reflection off the back. The sun hits Mars also. So there are shadows and reflections uh, just like we have. Remarkable. Remarkable.
1: Have, uh, uh, and again, you're able to mark the coordinates, even on the red planet, uh, 81 degrees, 20 minutes, 51 seconds, or something like that, north, 91, 28, 38, 86 east. And
2: I should point this out. I'm not trying. I'm trying to share this information with with people and everything I have found. I have tried to find the coordinates so that anybody can copy those coordinates and paste it into well or put it into the uh, search bar for uh, Google Earth. And you can find these sites for yourself. And that's a nice place to start. You can take one of those images and then you can explore further from there.
1: Do you ever get a, uh, any, I don't know, phone calls in the middle of the night, cryptic messages saying, what are you up to Mary? What are you doing?
2: Um, no, I've had some strange things happen, but not like that. And most of those things happened when I had a, um, when I first started the website and had a different computer and I'll just quickly tell you one story. Um, I was working on uh, a UFO story for the website. I didn't finish it. The next morning I got up, went into my office and was going to finish it. Couldn't find it. Well, what happened was all of my UFO files had disappeared, every single one of them. But everything else I had on my computer was there. I called in the guy who was the head of computer services for the university uh, here close to me. And he came to my home and checked it out. He said he couldn't even find remnants of it in the bowels of the computer. He'd never seen anything like it. He didn't know how it was done. So that would probably be the most unusual uh, thing that's happened to me.
1: Um, White I don't know. Clean. I, hopefully White
2: I won't clean. stir up anything with this book. <laughs>
1: I'm, I am flipping here. Uh, forgive me, I'm flipping through as we're talking because I'm trying to find, as, and I'm listening intently, but I'm trying to find this another image that you send me in the book. Uh, it almost looks like, um, almost like a bullet hole because the edges around this opening are very jagged. On the top, I don't know if is that, it
2: is it is it, is it one of the few black and white pictures.
1: Um, no, it's uh, this is one of the two. I found it now on page 26. It's one of the two entrances. Now we're bouncing back to the Antarctic. Uh, two entrances into Antarctica's ah. interior. And we're uh, just
2: going to jump your audience all over the place today. Now we're back on Antarctica. I love it.
1: Well, I'm just looking at the the images that you sent me. And I'm kind of. Well, that's
2: a good one. That's a good one. And. um,
1: What can you tell me about this entrance? Well, there's
2: a good story with that one, too, as far as cover up goes. Um, Found two entrances into Mars. Uh, one of them looks like it has a metal awning over it, and it's at an angle, so I can't get precise measurements of it.
1: Sorry, Antarctica. I, you mentioned you said Mars. We're back on Antarctica. Oh,
2: I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. Yes, Antarctica. I see the metal. I thank see you, the
1: metal. You. I see the metal um, dome over the entrance.
2: Yeah, but it's at an angle, so you can't really measure the width of it. The other one, which on that page is right next to it, is a straight-on shot, and that one's 300 feet across and 100 feet high. Now, that's the one where there's been some really interesting activity. I posted those two together on the website, skyshipsovercashers.com. And immediately, I think it was the next day, but it was very, very shortly after posting that, it was like somebody picked up a bottle of black India ink and poured it all over it. You couldn't see the entrance at all. Ah. The next step was that um, these two entrances had been covered up but they still had words on it, and it said Hollow Earth Entrance 1, Hollow Earth Entrance 2, all right? Then the next step of the cover-up was those disappeared, and finally they turned the entire thing into a a snowfield, and you couldn't even tell that there ever had been anything there. So I show the steps of the cover-up, and again, by pressing that screen Uh, Button on my keyboard, I was able to save these things.
1: All right. Another time awaits. Mary Joyce stays with us. Skyships over Again, the new book, Spy in the Sky Secrets and Cover-Ups on Earth and Beyond. Back with more of our conversation right after these. Have you subscribed to my newsletter yet? It's fast. Easy and absolutely free. Just go to my website, strangeplanet.ca, strangeplanet.ca, and then click on subscribe. All I need is your email address, and that's it. Then, once a month, you'll receive my newsletter, Inner Sanctum, in your email inbox. The Inner Sanctum contains a monthly brief, a column of my analysis of the news and opinions. There's a This Month in UFO or Conspiracy History a look ahead to an upcoming episode of this radio program, a book club, my podcast pick of the month, a spotlight on a previous guest, and much more. Join the Strange Planet community by signing up for your free subscription to Inner Sanctum. Again, go to strangeplanet.ca, strangeplanet.ca, and click on subscribe. It's a strange planet. Read all about it. Say, are you missing out on your favorite show because it's not available in your region? Trying to keep your private time private? Well, let me introduce you to NordVPN. If you're bored of U.S. Netflix, why not take it for a spin in the U.K.? Using NordVPN and a click of a button, you can do just that. No need to travel to Japan for your favorite anime when NordVPN brings it right to you. With 5,000-plus server options, no show is out of your reach. Using my link, nordvpn.com forward slash RSS, you can receive a huge discount on a two-year plan plus receive one free month. We'd all love to binge, but privacy's a big deal too. Nord VPN keeps your information encrypted so you never have to worry about your IP or your location getting out. They've also doubled down on keeping you safe with their new threat protection feature. Say goodbye to intrusive website ads and malware. Even if you download an infected file, threat protection kicks in and deletes it before it makes a mess of your computer. Don't forget, there's literally no risk to you with their 30-day money-back guarantee give it a try and if you like it great if you don't they'll issue a refund and you can pretend the entire situation never happened check out my link nordvpn.com forward slash rssp to get your subscription started today
0: it's time to redefine reality this is richard Serrett's strange planet
1: with mary joyce journalist author the brand new book a spy in the sky secrets and cover-ups on earth and beyond and the website skyshipsovercashiers.com um i'm just gonna work through another uh image that you sent me so that ryan can put this up on the screen this looks like it's uh well it's in the ocean and it looks like it might be off the coast of uh, california and it's just I can't really zoom in. Maybe I can oh, find
2: here. It. I can explain it. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, and um, I found a whole series of ancient structures beneath the surface of the Pacific, all the way from Alaska down to the Baja Peninsula. I think the one that you have was uh, one that looks like an underwater airport. Yes, and yeah. it's yes. it's in the ocean between or. The, it's it's the Bay of California, I think, yep. but it's east of Baja. It's between Baja and Mexico.
1: It's east of the Baja Peninsula. You're right. And next to that's it,
2: a... I also sent you a picture of the Spokane um, Airport, and you can see how the runway that's down deep beneath the ocean and the runway in Spokane look incredibly similar. But here's the difference: the longest airport runway in the world is just slightly over three miles. That one that's under the ocean is, I think it's 89 miles long or 88, 89 miles in length. So we're talking humongous. Every structure I found along the West Coast of California and Baja and Canada, they're huge, huge structures. So whatever intelligence created those, they probably were a totally different species because everything is so huge.
1: I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it does. It looks like an airport. <laughs> On the, any idea what the depth of the water is there?
2: No, I wish that I had done that. I did not do that in the book. I, I've i got the length of the runway and where it's located and the yeah. coordinates, but no, I didn't get that answer.
1: And again, uh, Ryan, if you could put up those images. This is uh, possible undersea airport east of Baja Peninsula. And then... Once you post that, post the image of the uh, runway from the Spokane International Airport. And you're right, it it, it looks pretty much the same. 89 miles.
2: Yeah, isn't that, you've got the page there. I think I'm I'm within a mile of it, I know.
1: Yes, 89 miles long. And again, um, have you gone back to check the coordinates for this one to see if it's still there?
2: Um, I'm going to have to do that. As you know, I, by the way, I wanted your audience to know that you're the one who gave me the impetus to do this book. Ah. And I had been collecting all this information. This idea kind of resided in the back of my head. And you and I had a conversation. And by the time you were done talking to me, I thought, I got to do that. So you get the credit for me getting off my butt and making this happen. And I want your audience to know that. Thank you.
1: That's very kind, Mary. I played a very, very small role. I simply reminded you of something. No,
2: you kicked me in the butt. So, I mean, that was good.
1: (laughs) You know what? Why don't we employ our listeners? Let's put them to work. Let me give them the coordinates. And, you know, they can check these things out and see if it's still there. The um, again, we're talking about a possible undersea airport east of the Baja Peninsula. The coordinates on Google Earth are 26 degrees, uh, 50 minutes, 31 seconds north. Again, 26 degrees, 50 minutes, 31 seconds north, 100 degrees, 37 minutes, zero seconds west. I think I read those out correctly. That's the way you're supposed I to. don't,
2: but what you might want to do is to um, just show it on your screen. Show the coordinates on the screen then people can... More easily jot them down. There you go. They're confusing. Okay. Talking coordinates is like listening to Japanese.
1: Right. Okay. So I'll give Ryan, you, you put those coordinates up 26, 50, 31 north, 110, 37, 00 west. He'll put those up. That's a great idea. And check it out and let us know. Has that image been obliterated or blurred? All right. Uh, this was a short segment. We'll come up uh, come back and finish up with Mary Joyce. Again, the new book Spy in the Sky: Secrets and Cover-ups on Earth and Beyond. The website skyshipsovercashiers.com. Back with more in a moment. Stay with us. <laughs> You can become an official Patreon supporter of my work here at Strange Planet Productions by donating a monthly amount through patreon.com forward slash strange planet patreon.com forward slash strange planet There are several tiers to choose from Pick which one is right for you but any monthly amount is greatly appreciated As a sign of my appreciation you can have your name mentioned on air during my weekly radio show or you could have your name included in a crawl on my YouTube channel live stream You could also receive episodes 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 of my old podcast, The Rock and Roll Twilight Zone. This critically acclaimed podcast, produced in partnership with Chris Jericho, is not currently available anywhere else. If you enjoy this podcast or my weekly radio program, The Conspiracy Show, you can really get behind me and my work by donating once a month at Patreon.com forward slash Strange Planet. Patreon.com forward slash Strange Planet.
0: The truth goes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Second, it is violently opposed. Third, it is accepted as self-evident. You're listening to Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. The final segment with Mary
1: Joyce, journalist, author. Spy in the Sky is the latest. Other books include underground military bases hidden in North Carolina mountains. Cherokee Little People Were Real. Tangible evidence of Jesus left behind for us, and Bigfoot beyond the footprints. Uh, when putting this book together, Mary, what would you say was your the biggest, your biggest find, your favorite find from Google Earth?
2: From Google Earth, I think what's going on on Mars is incredibly important. I just uh, that's that's going that is giving us a glimpse of our future. That is showing us what's currently going on. Um, I tend to want to look forward rather than backward. And that would, the discoveries on Mars, I think, are the most outstanding, in my own opinion. But as far as archaeology goes, the things beneath the ocean and the things that are coming up from the Antarctic are pretty incredible, too.
1: Right. I don't have these images to put up on the screen, but can you talk to me a little bit about, about these undersea pyramids in the Bahamas? Do you remember those on page?
2: Yeah. And there's a personal 36. story that goes with that. I used to live on Cocoa beach between Patrick air force base and the Kennedy space center. And one day I was with a friend and we were having drinks um, at the, the pier and got into a conversation with a couple and they were all excited. They were divers and they had been diving off of Bureau beach, Florida. And, um, they had found um, a pyramid and what happens is there is a sandy bottom to the Atlantic and when there's storms, um, big storms, it will turn up the sand and a lot of the treasure hunters will then fly in low plains to, tre- to see if they can find treasures and um, some of these pyramids become visible under those conditions Well, I started using Google Earth in my great detective work here and found um, two pyramids uh, south of Paradise Island in the Bahamas. And that's another cover-up story because I have the original images that I found. And then shortly after that, um, they went in and put new satellite strips. Well, one of the strips was really small, and it just happened to have been placed right where those pyramids are. So that's the kind of craziness that uh, goes on with the cover-ups.
1: Remarkable. Remarkable. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Alaska, can we move up to the uh, Alaskan coast here? Evidence of ancient civilizations off Alaska's coast. And um, you give a a shout-out to someone, Colin Andrews, for suggesting you explore a particular area off the southern coast of Alaska.
2: Now, Colin uh, Andrews may be somebody that your listeners or at least some of them might be familiar with. He is known for his work with um, discovering and uh, getting photos and analyzing uh, crop circles. And so how he got down beneath the water of the ocean, I don't know, but he found something he found peculiar. And um, the first thing I found under his uh, direction was like a, a square rectangle of horizontal lines all parallel and I, I don't I think they're like five miles in length and they're all parallel in a perfect box well what's that doing on the bottom of the ocean and then it's like you can see um perhaps roads that connect that with something else um it gets rather intricate and it is beyond describing with words other than what I just told you right. the rest of it's really confusing
1: Amazing. I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm standing here looking, or sitting here looking at these images. Um, Evidence west of Gorda, another unusual pattern of equally spaced perpendicular lines on the ocean floor directly west of the town of Gorda, uh, which is uh, south of Big Sur State Park. And, um, I mean, this is even more elaborate, these These lines kind of crisscross a little bit, but again, they have
2: parallel uh, lines uh, in one direction and parallel lines in another direction. Um, I think that whole formation is 28 miles in one direction and 25 miles in the other direction. Yes, It looks like some farmer's field, except the dimensions are so big. Um, Some of the strips there that would be like rows of uh, produce, let's say, or crop, um, I think are over a mile in width Um,
1: 1.43 miles in width
2: so we're not talking something small
1: Uh, south of Long Beach evidence of a third California coastal ruin about 46 miles south of the Malibu structure well first of all we should talk a little bit about the Malibu structure
2: Um, we talk about what gets me started on stuff back in 2014 uh, somebody found this huge structure off of Malibu uh, and it's huge uh, the roof you can measure on on Google Earth and it's like three miles across and it's it's sort of like anyhow it's flat. the side view when you look at it it's being the roof is being held up by pillars and um anyhow i when I found that out, I thought that's probably not the only thing along the California coast, so I spent a great deal of time just cruising the coast up and down and ended up finding things from Alaska down to Baja.
1: Um, Yeah, the Malibu structure, you do have a picture of it in the book. And you're right, when you see it on the side angle, you do see pillars, what appear to be pillars, holding up this massive...
2: Now, to make it even more interesting, that particular area uh, is where people see a lot of UFOs. So there's two possibilities for the origin of these that I've come up with. One is it's some kind of alien civilization, to who knows, maybe it's a remnant from uh, ancient Lemuria, which is also now known as Pan or uh, Mew, which was uh, a civilization supposedly uh, that sunk into the Pacific Ocean. Well, that has been dismissed as myth. But when you begin to find these structures along the West Coast, you go, hmm, it could be part of that. Right. So It's and either that... very ancient or it's ET. And if somebody has another idea, I'd certainly love to hear it.
1: And our... Uh... Uh, Preston Dennett has done a lot of uh, yeah, research and work in terms of uh, UFOs coming out of the submersibles. These are submersible uh, UFOs coming out uh, uh, of that area. People will stand on the beach and just watch these strange lights in the sky coming up out from under the uh, the ocean around where this um, – Malibu structure is. I think we have time just to discuss one more. And it's like the Malibu structure. you write The one near Isle Coronado is monstrous. It looks like a giant cockroach.
2: <laughs> Those are your words. I hadn't thought of that one.
1: Yeah. What, uh, well, it's
2: it's it's just um, it's parallel and uh, west of um, Coronado uh, Island. And it looks like there it's it has um sloping how do you say it? It's, it's like a structure with sloping um, sides that go out. And it looks like maybe there's a portico that goes around it. And when you look down on it, straight down, uh, those porticos, because it's at an angle, uh, look like um, uh, dots that are equally spaced going around the, the, the side of this. It is twice as long as the island of um, Coronado. It's, uh, that picture that I include in the book is five miles long.
1: I wonder if anyone is thinking about organizing some kind of a expedition to, I don't know, sending a submersible down there with a camera or something.
2: I think that'd be great.
1: All right. Well, uh, that's just a sample of uh, some of the remarkable images you're going to find in Spy in the Sky Secrets and Cover-Ups on Earth and Beyond. And, and um, you can participate, too. Just go on to Google Earth. And uh, choose either the Earth or the Moon or the Mars. Make sure that um, you take screenshots. That's so important. And uh, whatever you find, maybe you send them to Mary.
2: Well, I think maybe you'd like them too. So uh, Absolutely. They, they can let either one of us know about it. And uh, uh, if, if somebody finds something really good, let's share it with people. That's why I did this book. It's like a mission. Hey, you guys, look at what's happening around here. And uh, um, it's important. So if people find something that's great we'll run with it. Uh, like I said it was a, a, a gal in a confined to her bed who first got me started on finding the discoveries in Antarctica. I will give people credit I'm not one of those who wants to hog the stage and say, hey I'm the one who did this um, so if you want an outlet for something you find uh, contact me at skyshipsovercashers.com.
1: All right and in the meantime spy in the sky amazon.com That's correct. Mary, always a a real pleasure. Thank you so much. Fascinating
2: work. Thank you for your your kick in the butt. (laughs) (laughs) You have a good evening.
1: You too. When we come back, Ali Seatitan will talk about The Great Reset, the WEF, and End Times Prophecy. Stay with us. If you're a fan of this radio program and the Strange Planet podcast, Why not show it off by wearing Strange Planet apparel or drinking from a Strange Planet mug? Check out all the great Strange Planet merch in my Strange Planet shop. Just go to the website strangeplanet.ca strangeplanet.ca and click on shop in the menu. There's a huge selection of men's and women's t-shirts. You like crop circles or the Mayan calendar? Gotcha covered. Are you into the Anunnaki? Wait till you see these designs. My favorite right now? Lions do not lose sleep. Over the opinions of sheep And one of our best sellers right now Truth gets you crucified On the front And a passage from Matthew chapter 23 on the back So many great t-shirt designs I don't know where to begin There's women's leggings And tote bags And of course mugs Great gifts for family and friends Who listen and love this show My strange planet shop Visit today and often. Just go to StrangePlanet.ca and check it out.
3: Do you owe the IRS 10000 dollars or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them
4: negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. 800 626 4512 Eight hundred six two six four five one two. 626 4512. That's eight hundred six two six forty five twelve. 626 4512.